0: It is. It really is.
1: Thank you. Good morning. It's 9.02. And welcome to our Sycamore Township workshop meeting for Tuesday, June 30th, 2020. Let the record show that all three trustees are present. And due to the COVID-19, we are practicing social distancing. And each of us had our temperature taken as we entered the building, as did the people in the audience. Um, First off, we have a proclamation. Let me share it with you. Whereas in 1776 our country declared its independence, and thus that event is commemorated and celebrated on July 4th each year, and whereas we pause to honor all those who sacrificed to gain our independence in the American Revolutionary War, and whereas the National Society of the Sons of the American Revolution is a nonprofit, nonpartisan organization dedicated to preserving and teaching the history of the American Revolution, and whereas, through their research, Sycamore Township residents and the Sons of the American Revolution determined that some grave markers of fallen American Revolutionary heroes uh, had mistakenly been placed in the wrong cemetery, and whereas those grave markers have now been installed in their rightful place in Sycamore Township's Memorial Cemetery through the efforts of the Sons of the American Revolution, now therefore, be it proclaimed by the Board of the township trustees of Sycamore Township, Hamilton County, Ohio. That in addition to honoring our independence on July 4th, 2020, we designate this Sons of the American Revolution Day in Sycamore Township. And we have to vote on this motion to, to approve. Today. Second, uh, would you call the uh, vote, Mr. LaBarber? Aye,
2: Mr. James? Aye, Mr. Weedman?
1: Aye, and we're gonna pass this down to Mr. Porter on file. I'm going to make a motion to approve the June 4th trustee meeting minutes. Motion Do to approve. We have a second.
3: Second.
1: Any discussion? Mr. Porter, would you Mi- call the uh, roll?
2: Uh, Mr. LaBarbera. Aye. Mr. James. Aye. Mr. Weedman.
1: Aye. May I make a motion now to approve the June 16th, 2020 workshop meeting minutes?
2: Second.
1: Any discussion? Please call the roll. Mr. Mr. Porter. Aye.
2: Mr. James. Aye. Mr. Weedman.
1: Aye. Fiscal officer Rob Porter has our bills and receipts. And is any
2: yes, we have receipts in the amount of $379,556.18 disbursements in the amount of $317,540.93. A complete listing of receipts and disbursements is available in the packet for your motion review. to approve. Second.
1: In discussion. I want to ask you about McParlin Consulting, Parks and Public Spaces, 8622 Plainfield Road. What, what was that for? You know?
4: Parent Consulting? Yeah. That's for asbestos study. Okay. For the uh, demolition uh, of the yeah. house.
1: Okay. Wanna call the roll?
2: I'm Mr. LaBarber. Aye. Mr. James. Aye. Mr. Weedman. Aye.
1: Okay, now we have um, our Sheriff's Report with the former Lieutenant, now Captain. Tori Smith, congratulations, well Thanks, done. That's Good morning, wonderful.
5: everybody. Good morning. Good to see you, everyone. Uh, not a whole lot to report today. As Mr. LaBarbera said, um, I've been promoted, uh, promoted last Thursday, June 25th. As with uh, most promotions within the Sheriff's Office, it involves a change of scenery. So, unfortunately, I will be uh, moving on. However, I'll be serving as your liaison for the next two, three weeks during the transition. Uh, the front runner to replace me is Lieutenant Mike Tarr. He's incredibly sharp i think you'll like him a lot and uh, we'll have some further conversations with mr warwick uh, during the, this time um, my plan is to invite uh, lieutenant tar to the july board of trustees meeting to make a formal introduction and then to convey some words uh, to the board to whoever else is in attendance uh, that evening uh, so um, that's coming down the pike not much to report. Uh, things have been fairly quiet with the exception of the incident we had on a lot of the town center a few days ago. Um, it was a Bit of an ugly incident, got a lot of media attention and social media coverage and things like that. But um, uh, that tends, you know, sometimes people tend to be fickle so they move on, but uh, that was wrapped up fairly quickly. We did file criminal charges on two individuals, two participants of the, of the fight <clears throat> took place. So I'm not gonna get too far into it because it's pending criminal case. What I would like to relay though is uh, it's important for us to kind of keep this in perspective. This was the first reported assault we had in Sycamore Township this year from a police perspective going five six months without a single incident of assault is pretty pretty outstanding. I'm not trying to paint a rosy picture or trying to, to minimize uh, the situation because it was kind of ugly but we handled it uh, very quickly and now it's up to the courts to decide so. Uh, other than that, things have been fairly quiet, it's getting hot, uh, we're all kind of standing by waiting to, to see, you know, the, the chief, uh, waiting to see what's going to happen with our COVID-19 response should uh, things start to ramp up again. That's all I have this morning. That's about it. Any comments?
1: Captain, congratulations. Thank you, sir. Yes. Congratulations
5: and thanks, thanks for all you've done. Thank
1: you. You're not going anywhere for a while, though. You're going to be hanging around for a little while? A couple weeks, yeah, okay. be,
5: probably two, three weeks before this this whole thing is, is um, finished. And uh, right now it looks like I'm going to night shift. I haven't worked nights in almost mm-hmm. 20 years, so my feelings exactly, but uh, <laughs> you can't very well accept or take a promotion and then, and then uh, cry about uh, your assignment. So uh, that being said, uh, the benefit is, is you'll see me again, uh, I'll pop in, uh, not to supervise Lieutenant Tarr or anything like that, but I'll pop in from time to time. And uh, if there are special events or meetings that occur after normal business hours, uh, you'll see me again. So, That's great. Kind of keep me plugged in with uh, some of the folks around the town. That's county. great. So, very
1: good. Chief uh, Chief Rob Penny is here with EMS and the fire report. Chief.
6: Good morning. Uh, I just wanted to report that uh, right now we have 32 active cases of COVID in the township. They are quarantined in their home. We've had 25 expire. And... Um, we're kind of we're kind of waiting to see if the governor makes any changes that would affect us directly we're pretty good as far as supplies on PPE and the equipment that we purchased the first round that I think we'll be able to get through the second round anytime um, we get the opportunity to pick up any personal protective equipment we take advantage of it just so we can stock up just in case so we're always watching out for that. I'm working on a, uh, another CARES Act uh, relief uh, fund now that's uh, around 297000 that I think we can get. Uh, the, only, the only thing with it is I believe you have to spend it, you have to report your spendings and spend it on COVID equipment, uh, PPE equipment and that sort of thing by December or you have to give back what you don't spend. So we, we will spend it, there's no question about it. So if we have to, we'll stock up on everything we need to last us throughout this plus some. So uh, we're, I'm, I'm still working on that, that paperwork. But uh, and then the, <clears throat> the only other thing I had is, I, I was looking around the room here the last couple meetings, I thought, huh, I, w- I wanted to get your guys' con- uh, approval to purchase an AED that we can put in this room. Uh, I know the ambulance is right down the street, but not always. You know, a lot of times they're on runs and that sort of thing. We're in here collecting with people. Uh, if, if for some reason somebody would go down, we need a device here that, that we can put on right away. So um, I, I priced them out, they're eight, $1,800, $1,884 exactly, that we can get one and just mount it on the wall in here that way we got something to grab and put on somebody if they go down with a heart attack so uh, if you guys if you think that's a good investment I'll I'll go ahead and get that order
7: what kind of life on that 10 years 10 oh yeah so yeah. we could use Tiff for that mm-hmm. yeah I'll make a motion to approve uh, the acquisition of is it an ADD
6: AED okay Automate, automated external defibrillator
1: I'll, I'll second that
5: that's chief our, our deputies are uh, trained on that as well so if the chief wasn't here
6: or if he was and he needed a hand uh, and one of our people were present we could, we could assist it, it it's actually designed for the layperson too because it, it'll actually talk you through you, you just it, it'll it has a diagram that shows where the pads go on the person and then when you turn it on it'll detect the heart rhythm and if it's a shockable rhythm it'll tell you Stand by it's shocking, and you just don't touch the person and it'll shock it and it, if it doesn't it, if the shock doesn't take the rhythm to a sinus rhythm it'll tell you to start CPR i mean it, it'll walk you through the whole thing Good. so because these are these are the same devices they put at the malls and and places some of the public buildings downtown so any any person if they can get it off the wall and put the pads on somebody it'll walk you through the rest of it okay. so <clears throat> Seems to be we'll comment out there if you wanted to entertain it.
1: Yes, I Kathy Krugler, Kathy really Krugler. Great idea, and also
8: since we're going to develop this area back here with children and people walking, if there's <clears> be a sign that there's an AED in this building, because I personally have had experience with somebody having a heart attack, and you might need that, it is easy to use, I've had training as well, I just wanted to encourage us to let that that since we have a park area out here in the future perhaps and now that is there a way that if there was an incident to occur out there if they could, could it come in here and get it or do you understand
6: what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. This we can uh, that I'm not sure but I understand your what you're saying and we can look into that to see if there's a place we could put one. I mean, we, if we had to we could put one in the firehouse because it's always open.
8: Well, I'm just saying that I think once, it's a once fabulous, the park gets up a great idea and could save a life and uh, could be a young man's life because
6: lots of young men have heart
1: attacks in these athletic areas. It happens. Thank you. That's all Thanks. Say.
6: Thanks, Kathy. That, that's all I have.
2: we okay. have a motion and a second? Ms. Barber. Aye.
3: Mr. James? Aye. Aye. Mr. Weedman?
1: Aye. Any, uh, any questions for the chief?
3: I, I did have one because this has come up in social media recently. You may know the answer. There There's free testing for COVID-19 in various places around town that's being promoted as free testing. The Jewish hospital tent isn't uh, something named in that typically, but I, I know a lot of people have been saying testing there is free in the community too. Do you know whether they are doing free testing? or? I believe they- it is free. They're okay. probably
6: not advertising it because the, yeah. they get pretty, pretty – uh, now, is, is it – I'm not sure – if it's still you're still being able to be tested without a doctor's order, I, I have
3: heard they're taking any, any anybody. For that. I, I mean know Jewish does, yeah.
6: but uh, I don't know about like the urgent cares and things of that mm. nature. If they, I know they do the testing also, mm. but uh, the last few people that I know that's done it, they've had to call their doctor and the doctor called it in okay. and had it done. Had to set up. It, it's it was like a no questions asked, especially if you have any symptoms at all. But um, uh, I know Jewish does do that. Yeah. Okay,
7: thanks. Chief, the uh, the respirators that we got from uh, we got you guys from the uh, EMA mm-hmm. are. Do you have the replacement filters as well? yet? we
6: don't. Their filters aren't in yet. Okay. As soon as they are, we'll be able to use those. Okay. Uh, you know, they'll make a great backup mask for if we <clears> run out of the. the okay. Ones. We those have we have a uh, what's that? Those are the ones you got us, right? Yes. Yeah.
7: Um, we have a board meeting on tu- next Tuesday, so I will check and
1: see where we're at on the uh,
6: when when they uh, awarded us those. They said that the, the filters are on back order.
1: Okay. Okay. Chief, I know you gave the numbers, but has there been a spike in in Sycamore Township? We've talked about this. Um,
6: not a spike, but it, it's continually. I mean, it, it hasn't declined. You know, that we continually get anywhere from one to three cases a week. Uh, maybe every four days that it seems like that gets added to the list, which has been pretty consistent throughout. So we haven't really gotten a spike of uh, new cases, but but they are there. Um, I, I also wanted to tell you that uh, that Darren uh, Mills, that's uh, one of our local inspectors for Hamilton County Building Department. Uh, he has got it. He went. He got admitted to Mercy Fairfield Hospital with the COVID. Had a collapsed lung. He's on a ventilator. Not going so great. And uh, they're really scrambling at the building department now, working on uh, that. No, none of the employees are allowed back in until they get tested. They're really running into some problems down there. So uh, that I don't know if that's going to create a problem with us as far as the building department goes. I think they're trying to keep keep things moving, but but. Uh, they did have a pretty severe case right there in their own building.
1: Well, thanks Chief. Road Superintendent Tracy Callums with Roads Maintenance Recreation.
6: <clears throat> Since
4: last time we met, we did have the uh, document shredding back here on June 20th. Uh, great crowd, uh, 15, over 15,000 pounds uh, were shredded in that, in that four hour period. Uh, the majority of that coming in the first two hours so they were very busy little down from the past couple years but you know we had done it in conjunction with the trash bags with the date change and covid and everything i think that's still a great showing
1: i stopped by and the guys were telling me that they actually started it was supposed to be at 10 they said we were busy at 9:30. yeah
4: people were lined up out the driveway to the road at, when the <laughs> trucks got here Brilliant. so they had, they had to start early so it, it was a very uh very good event. That's one that people really like uh, and appreciate. Also, I'd like to ask for a motion to advertise for an RFQ for engineering for the Larchview Plainfield project as a reconstruction of uh, Larchview and a rehab of Plainfield that we are doing in conjunction with the county. If you remember, we uh, put in a grant for this last year with OPWC, and we're successful in getting that. Uh, so uh, the agreement is going to the county commissioners so I hear on their next meeting which I believe is July 3rd so we want to be ready to go for uh, engineering on this as soon as we can
7: I'll make a motion to uh, uh, advertise for an RFQ uh, for engineering for the large view plain field dis- uh, project. Second Discussion Trace what kind, of, what, what kind of funds did we get on that?
4: We got a fifty percent match on that. Our our share is one point six not our share, but our part of the project's one point six million. So our share of the grants eight about eight hundred thousand, our share will be eight hundred thousand.
2: Okay. Mr. Barber? Aye. Mr. James? Aye. Aye. Mr. Weaver. We Hi. Um
6: Tracy, there
5: are lot of roads in the township is there a system in which you monitor
4: roads for service like that yes there is all all our roads are checked every year we have you know they usually go by date unless there's something that's really bad uh you know we used to pave roads on a 12-year cycle uh after we lost a lot of funding i wasn't able to do that anymore so we do a lot of Uh, preventative maintenance also so we're on about a 20-year cycle now and we've been very successful with that Uh, this is a road that's just falling apart Uh, we did this same project with the same process with uh, Donna two years ago if you remember those are uh, two main entrances to large to uh, Dillonvale which gets a lot of traffic and there are about 60, 65 year old concrete roads that have been capped, and the, the base is just falling apart. And that's, that's why we had to do the reconstruction. Because if we just put asphalt on it, you're just throwing away money. So.
5: And then is there a reserve funding
6: that's calculated for those projects?
4: There's not a reserve funding for those projects, no. Uh, we also had the uh, Jump and Jive concert uh, this past Saturday. Uh said there was about 50 people there, very enjoyable. That was at Bechtold Park. Uh, Trash Bash is set up for September 18th and 19th up north at uh, McDaniel Park on the School Road side, and September 25th and 26th at Bechtold. Everybody, uh, everything is uh, set for that. Also, our uh, car show on August 1st, everything is set up except for, if you remember, we've always used the community room for bathrooms and awards. Uh, with, with, you know, Our community room is still closed right now, and you know, with the uh, potential spike in numbers, you know, we really weren't thinking about opening that back up. Uh, we can we have the block building that has restrooms there uh, that we can use for restrooms and we were uh, talking about putting a tent up as far as doing an award ceremony in the parking lot uh, just uh, you know we've decided or you have decided not to open the community room yet and this is August 1st so I really don't think that we should probably open that up for this event either
1: Yeah, and, and they jam in there you know, you've know, you got 200 yes. people jamming into that room to get their right. trophy so, I think
4: we can do it out in the parking lot That'd yeah, be safe yeah.
3: sounds prudent. would we need extra restroom facilities being on the block building
4: portalettes anything like that I, I don't, that don't think so I don't think so I think we'll be fine with the restrooms I think the tent is all we'll really need Also, uh, if you remember, Brecon Church has done the food in the past that we've also done inside there. They're not comfortable doing the food. you know. They weren't sure about regulations and Board of Health and the COVID. So we have set up a food truck to participate in this. Uh, So that'll be out in the parking lot, obviously. So we're good to go with the food also. So I don't see any reason that we really need to open our community room. Where would we get the tent from, by the way? Uh, Aileen? Yeah, that's right. Aileen, Reynolds. that's who we usually get them from for all our events. Other than that, uh, I know the park committee met uh, for the first time last night. Uh, I haven't had a chance to talk to Mr. Petty too much since it was just one day, but uh, I know James T. Riley is the vice chair. Uh, Jason was very encouraged about the participation and the ideas that people have and and their uh, enthusiasm. So I'll be getting with Mr. Petty uh, about what went on at that meeting. Uh, He'll be getting the minutes together for Beth to put on the website for the the meeting also.
1: Any questions for Tracy? Comments?
3: Um, I he's think, looking at you, you know, he knows you he so, so, but, yeah, I always wanting updates on things I, and I asked you this last time too but some of the projects going on around here schedule wise they look about the same as before
4: yeah right now everything's on schedule Sycamore Road's on schedule uh, Montgomery Road sidewalk uh, that's not gonna be too much longer it's on schedule uh, I'm going to check with them today they tell me they're on schedule on our building in the back I've not been able to talk to them yet so I'm going to go back there today. Uh, the superintendent for the company that is the general contractor uh, has moved on to another project so we have another a new superintendent who just started this week so uh, I want to make sure we get everything uh, straight with him and make sure we, we've got a roof and we've got some walls so it's, it's moving along. It's promising. It's promising. Yeah. You know, with the Montgomery Road sidewalk, block,
3: there, there's apparently great demand for that. I've seen people running in the construction area. I'm oh,
4: yeah. I was out there yesterday yeah. talking to the contractor. Somebody came right through the construction yep. area. So mm-hmm. there is going to be a, it's, it's going to be well used for mm-hmm. sure.
1: Hey, Trace, uh, it's probably time to trim the bushes in front. The sign is blocked again. But we, you were, months ago, we were talking about uh, investigating uh, buying a different sign yes did we go And, and I, research on talked that?
4: to the contractors i do have some pricing on that uh you know w- with uh the covid and the uh, yeah. we had talked about the drop in funds and everything i'd push that back i do have pricing that i can bring to the next meeting for you for that though Good. is
6: that including the fire, station? The
4: fire station? Uh, it does yes it includes all the buildings
1: okay Skylar miller i zoning administrator yes Kyler. sir I'm, good morning gentlemen good morning. uh
9: briefly uh you know uh violations are up a little bit right now uh it's kind of typical during during our growing season uh the majority of uh, folks that we work with come into compliance uh, rather easily um the uh the, the nuisance property on on quail hollow uh that's under construction right now uh, they're moving slower than than what they've stated, <laughs> um, uh, but the, uh, the 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 immediate dangers that were on uh, that were present on the site those have been abated. Um, you know we're still we're still holding um, that over their heads if they if they allow the property to um, uh, you know return to that uh, that previous state. Uh, but footers are in, uh, foundation uh, forms were uh dropped off at site yesterday so that should be going up um you know as long as the weather holds i I think they'll they'll finally start uh, getting the um (coughs) that foundation in and and, uh, backfill around it um so at least hopefully most of that dirt will be be gone here in the next week or so uh let's see here the uh the only actionable item i have uh, for you today is a resolution for Uh, vegetation garbage refuse and debris let me see if I can get these pictures up here for you there we go Uh, this is a property in the the High Point area Uh, this grass has continued to grow we're not getting a response from the residents Uh, there's it's kind of hard to see from these pictures but there's um, quite a bit of garbage uh, on site too so um, we'll uh, we'll be pursuing full abatement on this Um, so if I may, I'll read the resolution to you. Or Do we have any questions first?
3: I'm sorry, you may have, just said, have you had any contact with the resident or property owner?
9: Uh, Kevin has um, at least at least through letters. Uh, he I, I don't believe he's um, you know received any positive feedback at all. Uh, they they don't seem like they're willing to uh, come into compliance voluntarily. Does
3: no positive feedback mean no feedback or?
9: <laughs> Good question. Uh, <laughs> um, I would have to check with Kevin on that, but uh, um, you know, again, when we get to this state, it's because they're they're not working with us. Okay. I so, would assume
7: it's not positive feedback because they've not mitigated the issue. No. Exactly. Well, you know, Some sometimes you,
9: sometimes you're just ignored, and and other times you're. Uh, um. Yeah. You know, choice words are said that uh, I won't repeat here. Yeah. So it just just depends on the situation.
3: And is the property occupied? It looks like it from the view. Uh. Yes. I
9: believe it is. Okay. Okay. You, is it a
8: rental property?
9: Um.
8: To the owner or if he
9: was a renter? I can't answer that today. Typically, we don't. Um. You know, we actually have better response from from rental properties because the owner's trying to get that. Uh, that issue abated. Um, you know, it, it's in in those situations. It's not actually the renter that's on the hook for that. If if we do have to take this as far as putting a lien on the property, it's going to go against the property owner. Um, so usually, it's um, you know uh, that's when we get compliance in that situation. So
5: Quick questions, There's another property if you're driving. West on Field Third, some corners, second or third street, is a smaller tan structure with a tan garage in the back. Mm-hmm. That backyard is easily three foot tall, if not four. Um, this is not that extensive compared to that one. just wondering why that one hasn't
9: mm-hmm. been brought up. So the by by practice and and by the the, the temperament of of the board in the past the. Um, Planning and zoning department does not actively police our properties. Uh, you know we're not out there to, um, you know, come down on, on private property rights, um, you know, uh, unnecessarily. So we are 100% complaint driven. If we receive a complaint on a property, we will go out and investigate. If we find violations, uh, you know, we will pursue compliance. If we can't work with the property owner, um, that's that's when we get to this point. Um, If if a property is if if there is a violation on a property, unless it's an immediate health and safety issue, uh, we're not going to initiate it. So that's the first I'm hearing of that property. Um, You know, we're happy to pursue it if you'd like us to. Uh, Otherwise, we're we're going to allow the property to, you know.
3: So there's a complaint on this
9: one. There's a complaint on this one. Yes. Every every violation that we have, there is a complaint. Uh, we do accept anonymous complaints. Uh, we do it over the phone, in person, uh, and then we also have the uh, the action line uh, that um, with the form that's that's available online. Is that, uh,
8: anonymous completely, or you do take a name, and if you just don't share it publicly, how how does that anonymity go?
9: Uh, if I'm handed a document with with someone's name on it, or if they they turn in an email, person voicemail, person yeah, that that becomes a public record. Okay. Uh, so the the action line, I do not believe, requires a um, uh, a name to be entered. Uh, same thing. If we receive a call with a voice, you know, or voicemail, um, okay. we're we're not requiring the name. So if you don't give me one, it's anonymous
3: leads to a question that i raised with uh, your predecessor about a year ago when we get anonymous complaints are those being logged by the date and time they come in and is a record of that being maintained
9: yes that's being entered in uh in in our permits plus system okay so um yeah the it, it, it comes up on kevin's log okay yeah okay. you can see that
1: but this picture doesn't show the garbage and all that that's that's
9: uh, no, from these pictures, it's kind of hard to see. Um, you know, it, it is up around the house, and it, there is there is some spread throughout the yard. Okay.
7: Okay.
9: there's no other questions, I'll read the uh, title. All
7: right. All right.
9: A resolution providing for and authorizing removal of vegetation, garbage, refuge, and other debris, and declaring a nuisance for the property located at 12087 First Avenue, Sycamore Township, Ohio, 45249.
1: Motion to approve.
3: Second. Would you put it back up on the screen by the uh, way
1: Yeah. Thank you. Here we go. Okay, no discussion. Uh, Mr. Porter. Mr.
2: LaBarber. Aye. Mr. James, aye. Mr. Weedman. Aye.
1: Anything else, Skyler?
9: Uh, we have uh, just just there's there's been kind of a COVID hiatus. Um, with our uh, land use steering committee Uh, I want to reach out to that group and get them started the second half of July um, after I get back from a a short working vacation Um, and uh, we are actually getting um, they haven't been submitted yet but we are going to be getting applications for uh, zoning Commission so hoping to see some uh, you know larger development activity coming here in the near future That's all I have.
1: Okay, our law director, Mr. Deepak Desai.
9: Nothing to report, sir.
1: Nothing. Nothing. Any questions for Mr. Desai? I
3: I do, actually, just a reminder about something you brought up that you said you had on your uh, long-term outlook, and that's putting together a a code, essentially, for the township of our resolutions from the past and assembling that into some sort of searchable form, I think, which would be helpful to everyone. I, I... I'm thinking you probably haven't had time to move on that yet but um, that's something I would encourage you to get to and bring to the board if we need to approve something as to that in the future I I bring that up because I've seen in recent days that the city of Cincinnati for example has a system for tracking their resolutions and their ordinances online where you can search through it and uh, that would be very useful for us I think because we have a long history of things we've approved and the website only goes back to about 2008 or so for the scanned copies of them, and we've got earlier ones as well. So if we could assemble all that
6: into something fully indexed, it would be great.
0: Deepak, do you have anything on the medical director? <clears throat> Hi, answer answering the Chief. Mr. LaBarbera, can I answer the Chief? Yes, right. absolutely. Sorry, just one second. Um, yeah, so just real quickly, we were able to finalize the contract for the medical director. Uh, agreement with UC Health. Um, I think you've got a clean copy that Chief Cooper gave you this morning and um, Mr. Work and uh, Ms. Gunderson were kind enough to pull up the minutes from uh, the meeting where this was approved on March 3rd 2020 and uh, just a reminder that uh, the board did uh, unanimously approve Chief Penny moving forward with that contract. So I think we're at a point now where I've reviewed it. I've talked to um uh, Ms. Sports, legal counsel for UC Health. Uh, we finalized the agreement and we're ready for Chief Penny to sign it, unless anybody has any questions about that.
6: Wait, I just need your authorization for me to sign
0: yeah, it. You've already got it. They, I, I think we already the, approved yeah, it. Yeah, part of the earlier motion on March 3rd. Okay. Yep. Mm-hmm.
1: Thank you, sir. Kathy, do you have a question? About this. Just, I have a question for Mr. Desai, briefly. Yes,
8: ma'am okay
1: go ahead if you
8: um you were looking into the issues of the bat houses being installed in the park and uh, i i know they're going to go in uh if we was there any legal issue that if we wanted to put more in like another volunteer group wanted to do that in our parks were there any complications with that this, this uh discussion came up at the park board meeting last night so i thought oh i'll ask you right now Did we run into something that was a problem that if some other voluntary group wanted to install bad
0: houses within our parks, is there a complication legally? Um, You know, it's just sort of the basics for us always. Uh, So uh, we always want to make sure we've got insurance coverage. We always want to, you know, release from liability if they were to uh, get hurt while they're installing the the bad houses. nothing out of the ordinary okay. uh, obviously there might become a saturation point I'm not sure how many bat houses can go in one spot but I
8: don't know what the distance between that that natural habitat for a bat is I know many birds have a certain distance between nesting boxes uh, but uh, i am playing mosquitoes around thank you very much I just want to know if we, it was very hard to do or if it was relatively easy
0: let, let me make a as comment. As long as Tracy's on your side, it's very easy. <laughs> <laughs> well,
8: I guess we'll
1: have more bad then. <laughs> what we've set up over the uh, last few years since I've been a trustee is that during these meetings, there are no, no discussion with the audience, no audience participation. We have trustees' comments, we have residents' comments in the uh, Thursday night meetings, but we have uh, welcomed... Comments from residents if they pertain to the subject we're talking about So I just want to keep that in mind if you're here if you ask a question if we're talking about something when Tracy's talking about a road to, to You know, you can do that, but that was a little okay. Just this for clarification our administrator Ray Warwick mr. Warwick you're up
10: I Have a couple items uh, first. I just wanted to make a couple comments about the 2021 budget and the process we're going to endeavor to have an operating budget that we actually report against for 2021. Historically, that really hasn't been done here, and um, I also um, had in, am going to involve staff in the budgeting, at least the expense part, and then we're making some comments on the uh, the revenue part that is tackled with the tax budget, which. Uh, will be in a hearing at the next uh, next meeting and hopefully that'll all be ready to go we're still working on some of that but uh, I met with Chief Penny and Tracy and uh, they are taking care of looking at the expenses for the areas that they run I mean they spend most of the money in the township and uh, so they're (laughs) they're locked in Uh, also we've never really had reporting that showed their reserve uh, beginning reserve and their ending reserve Uh, they now we now they now have a sense of that and also uh, i'm still working on um, being able to handle the jed money differently in that uh, it's it's handled in two ways now one of the ways is the jeds just pay expenses their departments to use them as an example and uh, that's less than ideal from a management standpoint because they don't even know what's being spent and I'd like to change that the other way that Jed money is handled is it's brought over to their top line if you will um, at uh, in the form of revenue uh, and that's typically done in December uh, to make up for shortfalls that have occurred throughout the year which once again I don't think that's the way to do it uh, so if we approach the 2021 budget uh, I think we're going to be proposing that uh, we move we we project and predict and move Jed money all the Jed money to their top line and let them pay all of their expenses so they're truly running their departments the other thing um, it was a good point that ties to this budget what Tracy was talking about before this big project um, playing field where our match is eight hundred thousand dollars when we look at a year like 2021 the eight hundred thousand dollars is essentially our road budget Um, and to do that one big project and ignore the schedule of normal road maintenance is probably uh, not a very good idea especially given that we can figure out how to propose to the board to be able to uh, uh, secure that money from uh, JEDS or TIFs, and so that we can uh, execute this grant project which sorely needs to be done and uh, also not get behind on our annual road maintenance, so that'll be something you'll hear from us about uh, later. Uh, obviously, roads is the core government service that we all use every day, and uh, I think we're going to uh, want to come before you and, and and propose what we we would like to do about that to keep our road maintenance up. Um, so we'll we'll talk more about this as uh, as we proceed um, uh, with getting uh, uh, Chief Penny and, and Tracy and myself I'll cover the rest of the accounts but at some point we'll break out other areas uh, zoning should have a, its own little subset of the budget somehow in there so that people have some understanding uh, when they're doing things um, uh, just what Essentially, what it cost and does it is it is it fitting into our budget operating budget plan for the year? So we'll be working on that uh, uh, in the coming weeks and months. When do you expect to have that ready? We expect to have what ready? The budget. The final budget will be approved in December. In December. The uh, tax budget will is scheduled to be approved by the board on July 14th. That's just really getting. Uh, established with the county on the type of uh, property tax money and things that will flow and uh, we'd like to be able to tie to their certificate this year Um, in the past I don't believe we have and I I, I think that by us trying to tie to their certificate have a a, an operating budget uh, with the department heads managing managing it I think will that uh, a more uh, rational place to be if you will on on the whole budget so it'll take some doing um, because uh, Rob and Tracy have not been involved at this this degree so there'll be some trial and error but we'll we'll put one together and we'll be able to describe what it is we think that uh, we want you to approve
3: the rob in that context being chief penny not yes sir okay Question for you about that and I know we have the the tax budget hearing set for I think 645 p.m. On the 14th, so that's 15 minutes before our regular meeting. I, I have not been through this process myself before is that sufficient time for it, that? It,
2: it should be it um, Just to remind you the trustees that have been here before it reports what the actual expenditures were in uh, 2018 2019 the first six months for uh, 2020 and then the second half of 2020 is a projection and then they uh, project for 2021 a projection so um, we're my office is working with Ray to uh, the really, the only things that get tweaked are the second half of 2020 and uh, 2021, and the purpose of it—it's not an operating budget. As, as Ray uh, clarified, it's to let the auditor or the auditor know that we need the tax levies that we we've, we've got in place. So it's not a uh, you know a line by we don't look at zoning, what zoning spending or the. The, uh, that's the operating budget which Ray and the uh, right. okay. department heads are working on. This is more of a, uh, you know, a reporting type uh, thing. And, and it has to be done that date. So hopefully we'll have something to everyone ahead of time. So if they want to tweak it, and I'm fine with tweaking the things that we can. The things that have already been spent we can't tweak. Right. But okay. that's how that works
1: like about five minutes. We're already on board, and we just sign off on it that That's essentially it's never how really been a big That's discussion. how it's worked
2: in the past. Yeah.
10: Tax yeah. budget is so, largely ceremonial yeah. as opposed to mechanical, but uh, I would we're endeavoring to tie them closer together sure. since we're going to have an operating <clears throat> budget this year. Okay. The only other item I have is a uh, large P.O., uh, this is a, a purchase order for $50,000. This is to pay our, uh, the, uh, our property tax. Uh, there are certain uh, properties that the township owns that do not qualify to be exempt. Uh, I think last year our property taxes came to about $82,000. They're going to be higher this year because I think uh, the Pep Boys property comes fully online this year. So we had a previously, uh, you had previously approved a uh, purchase order for fifty-five thousand uh, in in paying our taxes uh, at mid-year. Uh, I think we used most of that up. So we're asking for an additional fifty thousand PO uh, so that we uh, uh, have the ability to pay the the next round of taxes. This may. Uh, this may be a little bit more than we need, but we really don't know for sure. So, we'd like to ask for approval of a, a fifty thousand dollars purchase order.
7: Motion to approve a, a purchase order up to fifty thousand dollars for the purposes of paying property taxes.
3: I'll second that. I, I do have some questions. The properties that are covered by this Pep Boys would be one. The Taco Bell site used to be taxable. Is it still taxable? Yeah. Essentially,
10: that that all of those parcels are.
3: Okay, is there anything we can do about that with the auditor because there's no tenants in them they're not being used for commercial purposes and I, I understand we have no intention of renting those structures out to anyone going forward
10: yeah, yeah I think it's a uh, I'll work with uh, Deepak on that I'm, I'm not sure the the strict definitions of uh, what can be exempted or not uh, it could be that since we have those we acquire those properties to attend to have them develop that maybe they don't meet that I I just don't
0: know yeah I mean very simply um, just because a government owns a piece of property doesn't make a tax exempt has to be used for a public purpose Um, so if you want to get that exemption you apply to the Ohio Department of uh, Taxation there's an application you put in Uh, they can then process it for Uh, exemption under the Ohio Revised Code for a Public Purpose. Um, Non-township governments have some other options as well. They can form land reutilization programs, and they take title to that property in what I call the LRP's name under the statute that's deemed to be for a public purpose so you don't have to demonstrate a public purpose. Um, There are some creative things you can do for something to become a public purpose um on smaller lots community gardens are a public purpose that will then allow you to apply for a tax exemption um so as ray suggested you know we'll take a look at what's out there and and maybe we can come up with some ideas on how we might be able to you know lessen the tax burden
3: okay and i, I asked because i've looked at all of those parcels in great detail before and the large parcel immediately on the far side of Taco Bell from Kenwood Road that used to be apartments years ago we're not paying taxes on that it's a big empty lot Um, there's no structure there Taco Bell on the other hand had a paying tenant until the lease wasn't renewed Pep Boys did as well and we own a I guess the Terry Bryan Fitness operation I assume we're paying taxes on that we own a billboard there too I think that I assume we're paying taxes on but if any of those aren't going to be used commercially for the near future then yes if there's a process we can go through to avoid having to pay taxes on it
7: that would be nice Uh, I think uh, if I remember correctly um, I believe Doug Miller applied for when we acquired the apartments because all of that was part of the um, uh, was included in part of the um, access management plan that uh, Brent center care put together for us and I believe that's how he got that exempted. I think, but you might want to double check with
0: him on that. I will. Thank you. And
7: in which case, because of the because of the Carroll plan that we currently have on the books, we could conceivably apply for exemption on all those. Uh, certainly on Pep Boys. Certainly on Taco Bell, because that's where I believe that's where the uh, the road was uh, was engineered through. So you might want to double check that.
0: I will. Thank you.
5: And Ray, how many years do you know that the
1: township's been paying taxes on the Taco Bell place, for example?
7: Does anybody
5: know that? Since
3: 2011 or 12, and it was Yeah, fired. since we bought it. So we've been paying taxes for 10. <clears throat> there was a tenant there, Taco Bell,
1: until 16 or so, I think. Ray, anything else?
10: We, nope. we have Motion on. and set. Do we have. Yeah. I think there's a motion and a second. Yes.
1: more comments? Mr. Porter?
2: Mr. LaBarbera? Aye. Mr. James? Aye. Mr. Weeden.
3: Aye. Thank you. That's all I have.
1: Okay. Now it's fiscal officer. Wait, wait,
3: wait. Sorry. I do have a question for Ray as to that. Something else. Um, we talked in our last meeting about about our buildings and facilities, and I'm not in a hurry to make any change as to the status of what's open and what's not. But um, there was a survey that I think you mentioned that other local governments were participating in that the center of local, center of local government had conducted as to what other townships are doing. And anything new to report as to that, or any recommendation?
10: No, because I think two people answered the survey, <laughs> me being one of them, and. Uh, and you know, basically, I, t- I uh, indicated where we were that we weren't moving forward, and the other uh, person did too, and nothing else came in. I think this spike is uh, stopping everyone from yeah. from making further decisions. Is my guess? Is
3: there any action we need to take as a board, one way or another? This I think still falls under your discretion. To
10: yeah, I, to with the I think we're fine. though the Way we're doing this, okay.
1: Thanks, okay. Physical officer Rob Porter. Yes, I've got
2: a communication from Elizabeth and James Stanley praising um, Dennis Lucardi, he's the ODOC uh, property management nice. property manager for uh, his professionalism in uh, connection with uh, easement issues. That's that's all I have as far as communication any comments questions
1: I trust these items Uh, mr. Weidman
7: I do have uh, an item Um, if you recall uh, in previous meetings we had some discussion about the um, the uh, cares act and the distribution of cares uh, funds um, through the local government fund formula uh, from 2019 Um, that bill was all tied up in a SB 310 and SB 4 and since that time um, uh, SB 10 has uh, there was a lot of conflict between the house and the Senate and so uh, they agreed to avoid uh, conference committee that they would take SB 10, 310 and roll it into House Bill 481 along with a number of amendments that um, they came to an agreement on and so now HB 481 is the vehicle that's going to provide the formula of the CARES Act funding to local governments um, uh, there were a few amendments added to that. One of them was allowing township and municipalities to divert up to 25% of unencumbered TIF funds to be used for police and fire services or road maintenance for up to two years from the effective date of the bill. This revenue is required to be replaced should a township or municipality receive funding for revenue replacement under an amendment, uh, amend, uh, amended version of the CARES Act. Uh, number two, temporary remo- temporarily removing the threshold for competitive bidding for PPE. And the third item uh, amendment was requiring a transportation improvement district to comply with prevailing wage law, unless the amount of the district expends uh, expends on a contract or project is below statutory thresholds. So those were the three um, those were the three amendments to uh, what is now HB 481. Um, the the first one that I read, which was the the TIF. Um, allowing us to use unencumbered TIF funds could be really significant to us um, uh, especially as it relates to to roads I know we have this $800,000 that um, is that currently if um, we currently dedicated that 800,000 or spent any of that we haven't spent it yet no, I mean we could technically be our whole road budget for 21 right and so to, to back to Ray's point where he suggested that you know when we spent eight hundred thousand dollars on this project we we give up all our road project for all the other roads I would I would suggest that we explore this to ensure that we have the ability to use uh, unencumbered TIF funds for that eight hundred thousand dollars and continue to do our, our other road projects um, There is some opposition to this. Um, I've got assurances from the governor's office that uh, that he is going to sign this. Um, there are some, there are a handful of state senators and state reps who are fighting to have him line item veto that that uh, that TIF amendment to uh, HB 481. The good news is we have a, a veto-proof majority in both the House and the Senate, so I don't think we're going to have an issue. And they've got we've got commitments that that's going to uh, to um, if necessary, they will exercise their override of the veto. So, um, I think it's going to probably come through. So, based on that, I think we should start exploring how we might be able to exercise the use of uh, uh, up to 25% of unencumbered TIF funds for the purposes of both roads and and uh, and safety services. And uh, I think we should probably put a try to put a plan together in short order to make sure that that we're on top of that. So, it
10: definitely will be part of the uh, budget that we construct for 2021. That's all I have. Question, I, I'm just curious, do you know what the
3: arguments are from the people who are opposed to that? This change? is a,
7: yeah, um, actually it's, it's, it's those people that, are, uh, that have taken opposition to TIF in certain fashions. Mm-hmm. Um, oftentimes, uh, uh, when the rules are set, when, when the state legislature gives townships, for instance, the, op- the tools to, to, to exercise things like tax increment financing, they do that for a specific reason. And when people tend to, when people go back and abuse it, that's when some of these guys aren't too happy about the fact that we gave, that they were given the tools to begin with. And so anytime there's, uh, I know that there's a couple of state reps that are in that boat. Um, I also know that um, did that for a different reason and I'm not sure what it was, but it wasn't that reason. So um, uh, having said that, I, I can't speak for all of them, but I do know that there's some sentiment that you know that townships and uh, when when the legislature gives townships the authority to do certain things under home rule um, and then they get abused um, they have a tendency to want to to pull back and say you know why do we why are we even giving them the opportunity the tools to begin with because they're abusing the tools that we gave them so okay Okay, thanks
3: I I was curious for the public's reference each of the trustees did sign off on letters to the legislature encouraging that this change occur the uh, change in the TIF law does allow the 25% of unencumbered funds to be used for a limited time, subject to reimbursement out of the CARES Act as well. But the the use is forgivable if it is not reimbursed out of the CARES Act at some point. Otherwise, it does get paid back into the TIF. Whether our township needs to do that or not is, is a question for the future. Perhaps we do if we're going to be uh, reimbursed out of federal funds for it. Um, but it's something we'll certainly consider going forward. But some townships do desperately need money around the state as well. They're in much more dire financial situations than, than our township, where we are quite well off, frankly, which is a good thing. Um, so uh, a few other
7: things. for my you were You done? Uh, I I can just assure you on the roadside, there'll be no uh, CARES Act reimbursement. So uh, that's something that we should probably hone in on as well. Yeah. Um, uh, there there may there could conceivably under police and fire. Uh, be some uh, additional CARES Act reimbursement somewhere down the way, uh, down the way, which would require us to any funds we used, we would have to reimburse back to the TIP. But um, on the on the roadside, I don't anticipate
10: that. Yeah, funds. it becomes rather confusing because the funds that Chief Penny is uh, receiving is tied to a different program where he can get reimbursed straight up because it's COVID-19 related. So on the roadside, I believe you're right. Um, I don't see us uh, needing cares money so that uh, the use of the 25% out of various tips to keep the road maintenance going will work just fine and um, I, I think that this is an occasion I mean I, I'll leave out my comments about TIFs. and sometimes the townships are our, our own worst enemy we get TIFs and we abuse them we get Jed's we abuse them well they already took the Jed Z's away um, but in our case, this makes a whole lot more sense for us to use money that's ready and available here without having to apply to the state or the feds. So if I had a crystal ball, I would think that we're not going to really be pressured or under pressure to apply for CARES Act money. Um, uh, but use it, being able to tap into the 25% TIF rule uh, makes it pretty easy then for us to achieve that road budget
7: and i will add that originally the language in that amendment was uh to expire december 31st of 2021 and i believe now it is uh two years from the date that the governor signs it so we've actually got an additional extension of about six months so uh it's only benefits us mm-hmm. even more
3: mm-hmm. okay did you have other comments no okay, thank you um and thanks for your efforts in persuading the legislature and governor to move ahead with that a few other comments here i'll I'll just mention this again if anyone out there watching or listening has not responded to the census yet please do that it's important we have an accurate count of everyone here in sycamore township because that matters as to how money is allocated from uh, various governments to us and representation as well so uh, it's important to answer the census questions a reminder also: uh, our businesses have reopened as the state is gradually reopening. Many businesses in the mall have reopened; some have not yet. Restaurants are are doing business, but still struggling. Yoga businesses and other things are out there struggling even. Um, so, if you can, please patronize businesses in the township and in the area. You know, get takeout. Keep yourself safe. Certainly, there is a surge going on uh, as to the, as to the virus. It appears, but uh, let's try to get things a little bit back to normal. <coughs> And, and finally, we have 4th of July coming up on Saturday, uh, celebrating our nation's birthday. And it's a wonderful, momentous event. Uh, several people in the township, including some of you sitting out there now, have been involved in uh, arranging for a ceremony at our cemetery, to, which we commemorated at the start of this meeting with the proclamation, through which the headstones of some Revolutionary War heroes will be put in their proper place in our cemetery and that's a very nice event that'll be going on here too so thanks to those of you who have organized that have a happy fourth and did you have a question Barbara I would like to address the board it's not on the agenda it is in regard to
11: the board. okay go ahead Barbara so um the last time I, would, I stood I can, can you come closer
3: to the microphone you. here thank you
11: I talked about the educational aspects of the fourth of July and how important it is for us to respect the fact that you know it's future generations that we really hold the line for with liberty right so um you know as i got involved with standish and kathy on on um planning this event um for the fireworks it's called red white and boom sycamore that maybe some of you have heard of it's going to be in cleat mcdaniel's park and um we've tried to be very respectful and provide parking for people who want to uh, you know, watch the fireworks from their car. Um, but I'm the one who's actually ended up getting an education, and that is that even when citizens go out and campaign for candidates to win elections, thinking that maybe it's going to make a difference. Um, I know from my activity in Madeira that once you get on council or in this case trustees it looks a little different when you actually have to make the decision so I respect that and I um, I will say to you that um, I'm, I'm thankful that you guys are willing to serve but um, you know we're, we're planning a private event in the park and um, that's a result of a cystic fibrosis fundraiser that I'm not going to go into right now of how this party is taking shape and who's paying for it and all that. But I asked for two things. I asked for access to the concession, not because I want to sell concessions, I'm giving away a party. Um, I want access to the concessions because there's a big refrigerator, commercial grade refrigerator in there, running 24-7, 365, not being used. It's cold right now. We could go over there right now and it would be cold. There's also a refrigerator with a freezer, I could put ice in that. It's also empty, but it's on, it's running right now. And you guys are paying the bills for that. So are the taxpayers. So um, I asked for two things. I asked for access to those refrigerators, and I asked for electricity. Electricity is so we can have some music. And you already heard my feelings on music for the 4th of July. So um, I've been told I can't do either one of those two things, even though we've paid money to rent the park. And I would just like for whoever made that decision to go on record as to why, please.
10: The concession stand hasn't been used uh, for quite some time. The permit is expired. Even though I know, if you, I, I saw the uh, uh, email from the health department that if it's just packaged stuff, you don't need the permit. According to him, the concession stand would have to be thoroughly cleaned. Those, uh, as soon as you told me about the those uh, refrigerators and freezers running, and uh, we have unplugged them um uh, my concern is that the concession stand is filthy because it has not been used in a while and um uh, the original permit to use the park did not include the concession stand um so uh, i was the person that said no and and those are the reasons why electricity I wasn't aware of the electricity issue
11: so so were you aware that we were gonna put up a tent to have a private event in the park and yes. in the in the name of safety we all like safety I was gonna put up some lights so that when it gets dark people aren't stumbling around in the dark um, and also um, potentially a band we were gonna have live music so now we can't have music or lights at our event so we're going to be stumbling around in the dark and um i think it's actually kind of pathetic i just needed to say my opinion and i think it's mean i think that the way we've been treated has been pathetic and mean thank you
3: is there anything we can do to enable electric use there yeah
10: i'm not aware of that issue
4: (coughs) we do not have electric. there's electric in the concession stand, but no, we, we don't have electric in the park. The,
3: the electricity there is internal to the stand. There are no
4: external outlets on it that we could
3: Correct. have access to. Okay. Um, is there a, a health hazard in some way in enabling use of the refrigerator at their own risk?
10: What we could, I think, we'd have to do some cleanup in there, um, and, and the. Can, and then can we rent
3: could, it as is?
11: We had a cleanup day on Saturday or Sunday. We, we cleaned up already. If we had had access to the concession stand, I would have been happy to go in there with a steam cleaner or a power washer or disinfectant or whatever it would have taken. It's, my point is that we haven't gotten any cooperation at all. And we've done a lot of volunteer work, and now we're running our own private events, and we have to stumble around in the dark and the quiet. I, I don't know. I just That was my point today. I, you let me make it. I appreciate it very much.
3: It, it, it is a private, restricted,
4: event. Uh, bands As part of the, uh, I don't remember if we did that. Yes, we
1: did. I thought we we did. did.
3: We did. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. I mean, my view is, it is a private event. If, if we can enable use of those things at their, their own, you know, uh, cost of cleaning, uh, and no risk to the township. In doing so, which is a concern that Mr. Desai or Mr. Kellum might want to chime in on, but if there's a way to enable use of the refrigerator and freezer and plugging into the electricity, you know, I assume we're not using megawatts of stuff there um, and powering a death metal concert or anything of the sort, but um, if we can reasonably accommodate that, I, I wouldn't have a problem with that. I think it might be helpful. The lighting is a safety concern, I, I would agree with that. A, a generator. Being brought to the site for a private event is another option for that, frankly, too. But if we have the equipment there, is there a, a downside to the township enabling use of that?
1: Doesn't uh, well, sound. I like don't like
3: know like about liability,
4: thing. but uh, we hadn't talked about using electric. Because from what I remember, it was just supposed to be fireworks. There wasn't supposed to be a band. Then uh, there was not going to be use of the concession stand, so mm-hmm. we didn't pursue that it's the agreement that the three of you put out uh to them uh, when mr fortin came and talked I mean,
1: tracy do we do we have a generator do we have one of those large generators that would, that would provide power
4: we have small generators we don't have anything large
1: so our generators I mean, wouldn't we have be
4: enough that they could definitely run lights
1: you can run lights with our generator
4: yeah Do we ever rent that out for private use? No. No, anytime some, I mean, on a private event, people bring their own generators. This is the first I've heard of the band also. Um,
3: But enabling electric or use of the refrigerators, I, I wouldn't have a problem with that for the event if the park is being rented anyway.
11: Historically, there have been concerts in that park. So somewhere in that part, there's
4: electricity. We would bring in generators when we had concerts. Okay. Well,
3: now I know. Thank you. Okay. Mr. Desai, do you see any uh, potential liability in enabling use of the refrigerator, freezer, and electric out of the concession stand?
0: Um, I don't really think the electric sounds like it's even feasible, because it sounds like if I'm understanding correctly, when we've had large events there we brought in our generators or whoever is facilitating the entertainment has done that so I, I think that's just physically sounds like we're limited there um, as far as use of the concession stand um, whatever form we have people fill out and whatever we have them sign off on for purposes of renting the parks as long as it covers all facilities there I don't think we'd need to do anything further I
3: I would recommend based on that that we enable use of the refrigerator and freezer in there and and limited electric power limited lights that don't blow the circuits in there I, I do think that is important for safety to have some lighting there if there aren't lights on poles in the park there may be I, I don't have it committed to memory but um, I don't know if that's something we need to vote on as to this or something that's in the administrator's discretion
4: there's lights in the parking lot and there are lights around field 15 for of course you're not going to want to have those bright lights on for the field when there's fireworks going to be sure. but uh, also the, the Concession stands on the other side of the park, if I'm not mistaken, from where you were intending on putting the tent. So, uh, it's, you're not going to really it's run an extension work. cord that far. Yeah.
1: Now, do, do we have a generator that it's a gas generator? Okay, so we, do we have one we can let them borrow? That's the, your
4: decision. We have one. We've never loaned it to anybody before.
10: We can do anything just tell us what you want us to do <laughs> this thing has been a, a, a little bit of a struggle because we're getting instructions from a few different places Sure. so well, hey, yeah, I mean we can, we can turn the refrigerators on we could uh, loan them a generator we could uh, we could do all of that you just have to tell us what you want to do
3: well as mr. Weidman pointed out we approved a private event in the park not a, yeah. not a concert or larger events there but we've rented the park and The concession stand does have those facilities. If food isn't going to be served out of there, it's simply going to be used for cold storage because that's where the plugs are and we happen to have the equipment. I don't have a problem allowing use of that. When we move beyond that to township generators and things like that, that's something not already on site, not already hooked in there and requires fuel to operate. I I don't think we should be doing that. That's something if generators are needed, the, the private event sponsors can get out there themselves but for equipment we already have on site there that has been running until just the other day anyway uh, I, I don't
1: have a problem enabling the use of that yeah, you, you, the can rent, you can rent generators they're not, not real you know, real real expensive you, you know you can rent one guy we've used them for dances and that record hops and that out in the field so those are available
3: but the struggle here remains too this is a private event we approved somewhat Somewhat enthusiastically, somewhat reluctantly, depending on which hat we're wearing as a citizen or a trustee, because there are health directives that we must all comply with. And now we have the governor preparing to announce new stuff Thursday, I think, which who knows what's going to happen as to crowds. Hopefully they get bigger, not smaller, but there's a surge going on in the virus that they're reporting at least. Um, so all these concerns are swirling <clears> out <throat> there, and, and the township has rented the park for private use. So, and that. <laughs> using the refrigeration
5: would be appreciated as we run the whole park. That was yeah. part of the.
3: And the I think state. that's I think that's appropriate. Frankly, I don't know if that's something we need to vote on or if you need to take our temperature on. But I, I'd be fine with enabling use no. that too. Uh, does anyone have qualms about that?
6: Yes.
1: Yeah. Is there a health risk on that? No. There is none. Okay
10: long as it's all packaged as the way it's been explained to me they're not cooking anything they're not going to be laying any uh, thing on the countertops at all. (laughs) it's all packaged stuff and the in the Health Department even said as long as it's that you don't need your permit
3: and if they incur the cost and labor of cleaning not us for that then take it as
11: is I just need access through the locked door
3: I'm fine with that.
4: So it's just going to be used as storage and not serving?
11: Correct. Um, So it's supposed to be in the 90s. We're wanting to put uh, bottled water in there and store it in there. We won't be giving it away from the concession stand. We'll be storing it in there to keep it cold. And then as we need it, we'll take it over to the tent, and that's where it's going to be distributed. And the same is true in reverse. When uh, the dinner is over, that's when the Sons of the American Revolution are going to be doing their reenactment, I guess. Um, That's when I'll be trying to get any food that's left over back into the refrigerator that I would like to be able to pick up the following day so that it doesn't spoil sitting out for three or four hours while the fireworks are going off in the dark. You know, I'd like to be able to put the food away if there's anything left. And all of you are invited, by the way. We're going to have over 100 sausages with grilled onions and peppers. We're going to have three kinds of pulled... Barbecue we're going to have all the sides all of you and your families are invited, but you need to let me know Um, So it's we're going to try to make this a celebratory Independence Day celebration for people to have a good time and try to forget about um, a lot of the Negative stuff that's been going on and I will say that Getting rid of our traditions and getting rid of our statues is the first step that anarchists do when they're sliding a country into um, anarchy and then Marxism. So I'm concerned that we're not standing up for the traditions that that have made uh, the United States of America great, and that's, I'm just trying to do my small part. I appreciate it. Mr. Callums, Mr. Warwick, all of you, please come to our event if you're in town, thanks.
10: Thank you.
1: Okay, so now do we have to do anything to approve this?
10: I don't no. have so much. We got board. it. Yeah,
1: so yeah. we have it? Yep. <clears throat> Any, anything else?
3: <clears> That's uh, one
1: the comments I have. Your turn. Okay, I just have the announcement changes. Uh, canceled the trustees meeting for Thursday night. Uh, public hearing coming up uh, 2021 tax budget. Tuesday, July 14th, 645. Uh, it'll be here in the administration building. Special meeting date to trustees. Next meeting will be... Tuesday, July fourteenth, and it will be a evening meeting at seven o'clock right here in the building. And for scheduled meetings, events without changes, check our calendar on our website. And the time is now ten twenty. I'm making a motion to adjourn into executive session with law director. Deepak decided to discuss pending litigation as permitted by Ohio Revised Code section one twenty one twenty two g three. Do we have a second? Second. You call the roll.
2: Mr. LaBarbera? Aye. Mr. James? Aye. Mr. Weedman?
1: Aye. And we're invited into executive session the trustees, uh, administrator, fiscal uh, officer, Deepak, uh, Tracy, Skyler. Third time's a charm. Thank you. Time is uh, it's okay. Here we go. Time is uh, ten thirty eight. Um,
7: motion to adjourn. Second.
1: Motion to return to regular session. No.
7: Second.
1: Mr. Porter.
2: Uh, Mr. Barber. Aye. Mr. James. Aye. Mr. Weedman. Aye. Motion, motion to, to adjourn. Second. Aye.
1: Mr. LaBarbera? Aye.
2: Mr. James? Aye. Mr. Weaver, Aye. Thank you. Can you sign this one more time?